Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We are in day two of the seventh chapter of John and we find Jesus in Jerusalem. He's in the temple. He's at the Festival of Shelters, the Festival Festival of Booths. There's many names for the festival that's going on and there are a lot of people around him. Some of them like him and some of them don't and some of them would like to kill him. So we're going to pick up today in verse 25. And so we meet the people of Jerusalem, and they're a little bit confused, frankly, because the people that want to kill Jesus are the Jewish leaders, many of those who have followed him throughout his ministry. They follow him from here to here, and they stir up the crowd. And so what we have right off the bat is the people of Jerusalem saying, is this the guy that they that they wanted to kill? Um he speaks really boldly at the temple, and, and yet they say nothing to him. And we know who he is. So we don't know if they thought of him as that man from Bethlehem or the man from Nazareth, which was one of his hometowns. He uh, later took Capernaum as a hometown, but that that doesn't seem to matter either. Either of which, it's the same murmuring of isn't that Mary and Joseph's boy? Didn't he come from Nazareth? Here's the problem with that. That isn't really explained. But in the book of Malachi, the final book of the Old Testament, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, it says that God's messenger will come suddenly to the temple. So it's kind of saying that that makes them think that the Messiah would just kind of poof, come out of nowhere to show himself to Israel. It was a very popularly held belief that the Messiah would simply appear. And the idea was that he was waiting concealed and someday would burst onto the scene and no one would know where he came from. So that was part of the problem with Jesus being the Messiah. Because remember, Joseph and Mary's boy, we know exactly where he comes from. So so maybe that really couldn't be him. And as they're, they're murmuring and Jesus is teaching, verse 30 picks up with, Then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. And what that means is that it just simply was not time for them to arrest Jesus, to, to carry him away, to put him on trial. What I couldn't figure out, even after looking at several reference pieces, why couldn't they lay a hand on him? It doesn't really describe the kind of supernatural force or reason behind why they couldn't lay hand on Jesus. They just couldn't. So I wish that I had a better answer for you, but they just couldn't. And later on um, in this passage, it says that, that they really wanted to. And the Jewish leaders were very puzzled, thinking, well, what's he going to do? Is he going to teach the Greeks? Where is he going? What is he doing? What does he mean when he says, you will search for me, but not find me, and you cannot go where I am going? They were very, very puzzled by what Jesus was saying, by what he was doing, and frankly, why they couldn't get their hands on him. But yet there were still people in the crowd at the temple who thought, 
maybe Jesus is actually the Messiah. And so they began to question, well, if Jesus isn't the Messiah, then when the Messiah comes, is he going to do more miracles than Jesus? Is he going to teach with more authority or love more remarkably or atone for more sinners than Jesus or or ascend to heaven? And they, they didn't even realize that any of this was coming yet. And yet they're questioning what could a Messiah do that Jesus hasn't already done? Maybe he could do more cool tricks. Do you remember the brothers from yesterday who really encouraged Jesus to go and show off his miracles? But here is the point that I want you to hear. If you hear me say nothing else today, the purpose behind every single miracle in the entire canon, particularly as performed by Jesus in the New Testament, was because he was fixing something. Whether it was the woman who had the blood issues who was cured, or the boy who was sick and his father came home and he was cured, or the paralytic who laid by the pool for 38 years, who was, he was healed, or the man who was let down through the roof and he was healed, or whether it was the leper. Do you see where I'm going with this? Every single person who received a miracle was in need of one. And what I want you to think about today is I'm going to reference a song. I spent 23 years as a choir director. And one of the songs that we would use, and watch me, I'm going to make my big strong arms. In our weakness, he is stronger. What am I trying to tell you? What I'm saying is the old American adage of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, or I've got this, or you can do it yourself, is exactly the polar opposite of what Jesus wants or needs in you to perform a miracle. So if you're feeling like you're in a place where you could use more blessing, more miracle in your life, then you need to set up the perfect scenario in which your weakness can prove Jesus's strength. If you've got it all yourself, it's going to be really hard to see the great things he does in your life. And the people who believed in Jesus, who saw him work the miracles, allowed his power to be stronger than any power that they could ever have. So wherever you are today, whatever your life is looking like, if you could take a step backwards and submit whatever's happening, whatever your needs are, and say, Jesus, I'm in need of your strength, or maybe even Jesus, I'm in need of a miracle. And let me know what happens. Tomorrow, make sure you come back. We are going to conclude the festival and find out what Jesus promises next. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.